everybody, and welcome to I Sell Comics, a weekly comics report with Mike and Ming. Brought to you, bringing brought to you by what? Brought to you by William Painter sunglasses. Sure. Recorded, sitting here, recording at the home of the comic book men, James on Bob Secret Stash. My name is Ming Chen. Sitting across from me is the amazing, the mighty. Mike Zapsik, everybody. Say What's hello. up, Ming? What's up, folks? Yes, we're here in the home of the comic book. Sorry, I don't know why. I just feel all thrown off. That's uh, all right. We're not in the you... studio, and you. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't, have you haven't, if you haven't heard, launch a new podcast studio in Eatontown, New Jersey. Set up a website. People are like, "What? You're gonna stop recording at the store?" No, I can't do that. No, no. This, this is great. This, this is, is where our roots are, man. This is my ideal environment. Yeah. But at this nasty sur- pool, surrounded by table, surrounded by pop culture. Surrounded sitting, by pop culture. Sitting at the table where it all started. Sitting amongst the crumbs of Brian Johnson's dinner. Yeah, the surf taco from <laughs> next door. And from last week. Yeah, I, I've, I've watched him podcast and eat chips at the same time. And like spitting the chips into the I've, microphone. Yeah, I think there's some in my microphone yeah, right that's now. That's why we went out and bought our own microphones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. But hey, man, we got our own space. Who doesn't want their own space? Who? We've got our own clubhouse, Ming, and that's that's part of the, the charm of a shared universe podcast studios is that it's a clubhouse. You can go and you can podcast there and feel like you're a part of. Yeah. Plus, a lot of people would stop in here and they're like, hey, uh, is it, it, how do I start a podcast? Is it easy? Is it hard? It's like, I would show you right now, but one, we're working. Two, it's a running store, so. Yeah, I got stuff to do. Yeah, man. what's but, going you know, on? We, I always thought, we thought, like, we had our own space. We could teach people how to podcast, and now we do. So you can check us out at shareduniverse.com. Little, little, little plug. Well, hey, <laughs> hey, look, we're sponsoring ourselves. Yes, we are. Yeah, I'll write the check to myself later on. You'll get, write the check to yourself later I on. I will, and then I'll, I'll cash it, I'm sure, and it'll bounce. Yeah, little and another bit of uh, endorsement here, if I may, Mike. Sure. And I, can, can we plug ourselves again? Next week, everybody. Yes, this we're going is to Los important. Angeles. Sunday, January twenty first. We will be at the Scum and Villainy Cafe, Cantina. Cantina. Scum, Scum and, villainy. and Villainy. Still can't say the word villainy without. I know, villainy it, is a tough one. It it just can't. It, just, it doesn't roll off the tongue. It villainy. Villainy. Yes. Unless I say it like ten times. Scum and Villainy Cantina. It's a Star Wars themed bar. It looks like the Cantina from Mos Eisley. It is run by a friend of the Smodko family. He doesn't like you. I don't like you either. We're gonna make, be making that joke for. An, <laughs> of course. If you want to hear that joke for an hour and a half? Come on and see us. Brian Johnson, Mike Zapsik, and me, Ming Chen. Brian Johnson in his preferred setting. One of the the best settings that you can get Brian. Oh God, at yeah. Is behind a table. Just talking to a crowd. Yeah, we're not it even going to be behind the table. We're going to be behind the bar. We're po- podcasting. There, you know that round bar from Mos Eisley? Oh, very cool. Yeah. We're going to be behind that bar. And if you want to like flip quarters at us and be like, sorry about the mess, go for it. That'll just... It better be Krugerrands, not quarters, folks. Kruger, gold yeah, Krugerrands? Yeah. Where do you even get a Krugerrand? Africa? Get, no, you can get them here. You can get them in... Uh, can you? Oh, yes. You like gold Krugerrands? You can buy gold Krugerrands. Where can I get a gold Krugerrand? You can go to a coin store. They they sell them. Like the, red bank, the, the skeevy Red Bank coin <laughs> shop down the street? Why are you like, dissing the poor mom I'll, of coins? I'll tell you why I'm dissing. There's a okay. place down the street called the Mom of the Card and Coin Shop. And they've been the for, there forever. Like, they've been there forever. For as long as I've lived here. That's 2002. And probably as long as you've been here around, yes. right? Yes. Oh, my God. Since uh, – yeah, they've been here since I can – as far back as I can remember. Yeah. I've been in there a couple of times to pick up miscellaneous thing. I think I need, like, card protectors once. Right. And I go in there. There's no one in there. There's no one ever in there. Almost never, yes. One car – one side is sports cards. The other car side is coins. Very niche, collectible. Very niche, yes. You think comic books are – Somewhat of a niche. No. no <laughs> Comics, but yeah. coins and sports cards. Sports card market collapsed years ago. So I don't know anyone it, it collecting sports cards anymore. Coins are even more, more obscure. Well, you've got to understand that they they deal in gold and silver. Sure. So that's that's their, their that's, bread and butter. Okay. All you need is it, Not the like, 1950 JFK half mm, silver dollar or whatever. Uh, well, that's silver. And 19, okay. it's 1960s. It was okay. 1963 when they minted it. Right. JFK, who the hell is that? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I went in there once to get a particular sports card. It's called the Billy Ripken Error Card. Are you familiar okay. with this card? No. There's a card that came out, I believe, in 1987, somewhere okay. about there, with uh, it depicted Billy Ripken of the Baltimore Orioles, Cal Ripken's younger brother. Right. 
He it was taken during spring training. Now he's sitting and he's posed sideways and he's holding a bat. And on the knob of the bat, on the baseball card being distributed to children everywhere, <laughs> has the words fuckface on it. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> now they printed Did someone someone like put that on his, his He bat? claims that a teammate put that on the bat, he grabbed it and he didn't know. Okay. I call bullshit on that, of course. All right. I say that either a teammate maybe did write it on there. He knew full well it was there and took the photo. Now, now to be fair, okay. it could have happened that a, a teammate's like, hey, I'm, I've got this really funny joke. And they'll take mm-hmm. that picture and they'll have the, the fuck face on there. Sure. And they'll blur it out. Right. No. Didn't, didn't get through quality control. No one saw it. He didn't until... have to, he didn't have to know that it was there. I call crap. I don't know how many bats you've held in your life, Mike. I used to play baseball. I also played baseball. Okay, always you All never American you never youngster. hold the bat by the barrel. Always by the knob, usually pointed down. You see what's on there. It's usually a number indicating the length or the weight or a specific size. There's no way. You don't see. There's no way. There. The other story was like, hey, I just grabbed a random bat and I didn't know. Bats are always stored barrel down, so you see the knob. They're never stored barrel up. Okay. Maybe it was lying sideways. I'm calling complete bullshit on this. I think Clubhouse is a big, jokey environment. Okay. And he wanted to see if he could get away with it, and he did. So it was printed far too late, and then by the time they realized it, they were like, oh, crap. So they tried to pull all of them. Uh, There was maybe about a thousand or a few thousand in circulation. They printed more. There are other ones where it looks like they took a Sharpie and scribbled over it. Wow. There's one okay. with a white box on it. So they're variants of the fuckface card. Okay. They had but it or they didn't have it? They didn't have it. What self um, – what, what, well, what good on. card shop does not have the Billy Ripken fuckface card? Well, hold it's on. It's not that, that rare. We get we get that question all the time. Sure. You know, why don't you have an Amazing Spider-Man 121 okay. or 122 okay. like on, the, on your wall sure, constantly? Sure. Okay. Because – People want them. People come in. Whenever we get it, right. we sell it. Okay. So, I mean, I, that's that's part of it. I'm going to rebut that. One, those comics are pretty rare. I, you know, the numbers are, the disparity, I, I, I'm going to think there's probably less. Well, maybe not. No, there's more okay. 121s uh, All right, that's a bad argument. Um, comics, they're bigger than baseball cards. So, like, size-wise. Right. So you can't store a million. There's not an infinite amount of space in here. Cards, there's they're pretty small. You True, should, but you should have them. By the same token, how much does that card generally go for? Now maybe fifteen dollars. So okay. that's Back the in other the day, thing. Ten bucks, right? So, there, but the Amazing Fancy, uh, you know, uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man one twenty-two uh, is conservatively what about one fifty, two hundred, two hundred, decent bucks, shape. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, I, I, yeah. So that's why. But there are also books <laughs> right, that I, people come in looking for. I hear you, though. I hear you. Maybe they had a run on the fuckface card. Maybe, yeah, maybe the, the fuckface was pretty big. Maybe now. they just sold it and before I walked in there. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you don't know. All right. I'll give it to them. All right. So if you want to – you know what? Why don't you go back today and get the fuckface card? I don't need it anymore. I, uh, actually, the story goes I was at a barbecue joint in Kansas City the time before we went. And one of the cooks saw me through the window. He was like, oh, my God, I'm such a big fan. Can I take a photo? Turned out he was opening up a card shop. And he was like, hey, we got into talking about the fuckface card. He was like, give me your address. I'll send it to you. And he sent it to Lo you. Lo and behold, a week later, he, it was in the mail. That's pretty damn awesome. Yeah. So I have the <laughs> the proud owner of a Billy Ripken fuckface card. But you card. also need the variants. So I, yeah, I guess maybe so. Maybe they have the variants over there. You don't know. You should go over and check. Maybe I Before will. Before you slap them around. You will. Anyways, if you want to come see us at the Scum and Villainy Cantina <laughs> in Hollywood. At, was that your long fucking way around I telling us know to how go to the Scum and Villainy Cantina? I didn't cantina? know how we got in the end of That's this. not a cafe. It's a cantina. Yeah. Sunday, January 21st. Go to comicbookmen.eventbrite.com. I should set up a different URL for that. Go to... I don't know. I'll set something up. I don't think there are too many tickets left anyway, so... Uh, last I checked, 20. I would like to sell this out. Okay. Now, Folks, 20, 20 tickets left. You can yeah. get one. And a uh, two-drink minimum. Two-drink minimum. There's a two-drink minimum. They do serve your kind there. They will. Yeah, that's the... Is that the ta- their tagline? That should be We will tagline. serve your kind, or we do serve your kind yeah. here. It's coming to Villainy Cantina. All right. Um, I wanted to talk about this. There's a news story that came up a couple of days ago, okay. and I usually don't talk out about things like this, uh, especially when all the facts aren't down. Right. But... 
given our position and our experience, I think I do want to say a little bit something. Okay. A couple of days ago, it came out uh, in some rag in the UK called, I've been, I think the Daily Mail, that Stan Lee was accused of sexual assault by some nursing company, some high-end nursing company that he had once hired. Yes. And that sent a little shockwave right. through the pop culture, comic book, con community. And I saw a I, – I was hearing stories that uh, – I saw a lot of people jumping to conclusions already. Yeah, you should never speaking jump out to conclusions. But- against him. He's going to a Comic-Con not too far from now called the Ace Comic-Con Glendale, Arizona, where he's appearing. I heard some people who pre-bought VIP tickets and photo ops were like, screw that. I want, I want a refund. And they haven't heard all the facts yet. And yeah. I I wanted to talk about my experience with Stanley. I imagine that maybe you do too. Yeah, absolutely. But basically, Stanley has been nothing but a gentleman <laughs> from my experience. He's shot two episodes of Comic Book Men, so we spent all day with him twice. I've been to numerous, countless conventions with right. him. Uh, I've roasted the man mm-hmm. on stage. We I've worked with the man. Uh, Emerald City Comic Con, they were a short one person. They asked if I... Would help out for a couple of days. Okay. I saw that we've seen him in green rooms. We've we've seen him. Um, we hosted his panel with him and Todd McFarlane. We did. So and we've done a couple things with Stan. Yeah, and I can I can only speak for myself. Sure, I, and, and I'm not going to speak for anybody else. No. But um, and here's one of the facts that people are not, you know, that they're dismissing. You know, oh my God, if someone said it, must be true. Right. You have to weigh the facts, and I'm I'm not saying that it's everybody's got a past, everybody. Sure, but you hear about it. Yeah, and in the let's say seventy years that Stan's been in the comic book business, right? Never, except for this one time, yeah, never, never heard, never, never. And here's a very high profile guy. Yeah, um, even, even high back profile. in the seventies. Yeah. You know, very high profile guy sure. who it would it should have come out. Oh yeah, for sure. If if he had done this and please realize he's ninety five years old. And another thing. And this is they said that uh in his this company The accusation. The accusation that uh there were some more heinous accusations, but he walks around naked in his house. Right. Why can't he? It's his house. It's his house. It's his fucking house, yeah. It's not like he's going down Rodeo Drive naked no. or he's not going down Broad Street and Red Bank naked. Right. He's in his house. He can do whatever he wants. Right. Or remember that time in Dallas you walked down to the lobby half naked? I wasn't half naked. You were I was wearing, wearing boxers and, and slippers. I wasn't wearing boxers. I was wearing shorts, man. But okay. I, they look hey. like boxers to me. And I was like, dude, yeah, why are you walking around Dallas and, and No, no, and no. They were underwear. shorts, man. Yeah. That might come out, though, that you were in your underwear in a lobby, a hotel lobby in Dallas. The Omni Hotel. The There's, Omni Hotel. Yeah. I was wearing uh, <clears throat> slippers. Yeah. Like fuzzy slip, like woolly yeah, slippers. Yeah, like fuzzy slippers. Okay. Fuzzy slippers, shorts. Yeah. And I had a T-shirt and a jacket on. Yeah, it, it looked bizarre. I'm sure, but so but, what? But you didn't assault anybody. So I assaulted no one, and I nothing was uh, right. And the other point is, if you want to walk like that in your own house, who cares? It's yeah, your, who it's your gives house. a rat's ass? Yeah. So you're you're absolutely right. Um, Lord knows he was probably surrounded by women. You know, the I don't want to say opportunity, but if he was going to do something, he, it, it would come out. It would, I think it would come, especially now in this day and age. I think somebody. Even if it happened and they were, you know, they were afraid for repercussions, they are free to speak now, uh-huh. I believe, or freer, anyways, and nothing's come out. And I, I, I applaud those women who speak oh, out absolutely. against stuff like this. Absolutely. And just, well, I mean, we've seen creepers all over the place. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And it, it sucks. Yeah. I got a lot of female friends that happens to them all the time. Yeah. It sucks. And, but to be fair to, to, well, to be fair in general, I, I don't, I, whenever I hear something like sure. that, it's like fuck that guy. Yeah, oh, what a always, scumbag. Always first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have we jumped to yeah, absolutely. I've jumped to, yeah to the opposite conclusion, sure. and that's that's pretty much the um, the era we're in right now. Yeah. Is that most people will believe a woman who claims? Yeah. Well, thank God it, yes. there was a time when they didn't. So. Yeah, exactly. And the woman who was being harassed or or sexually assaulted. Was meant to, not meant. They were they were made to feel like their it was their fault. Sure, 
They're not is, the victim. Yeah, they're the what's awful. going on. Yeah, awful. you're, you're going to ruin your this fault. man's. You're going to ruin this man's reputation. Not your fault. In this case, but Stan, however, yeah, I mean, we've we've seen him in private settings. We've seen him behind the scenes. We've seen him just be Stan. Yeah, yeah. Now you know, has he been flirty? Yeah, he's yeah. But what guy? He's Stan Lee. Fl- flirty. Yeah. It's been yeah. Seen with the big smile and you know, uh, um, joking around, but not. I've never seen him take it. Be Any inappropriate. No, no, never. Not be inappropriate. Never. Not once. And not once. I mean, he might hide it. Well, I. This is again. I, I'm not. We don't know all the facts. Sure. But for them to be hiding behind, oh, we don't want to say who it is because. And that's yeah. Why don't you let her? An speak anonymous to source. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. I call bullshit on that one. Right. Exactly. And it sounds like a cash grab. It does. Is what it sounds like. Smear camping. Whatever you want to call it. So. We just want to tell. I just want me and you, and talk about I, our experiences with Stan. He's been nothing but a gentleman. In the uh, when did we first meet him? Like 2010, 2012 ish. Yeah. When we yeah met first, him first did uh, comic book. Yeah, came, season two. See, uh, he came, came here. He he fell asleep at this table, and he was a trooper. Oh yeah. Here's a guy who and our production team at that time, the the head guys, right. sucked. Yeah. They made him sit around for like hours yeah, you don't, at a time. You don't make these Stanley sit around. You don't make Stanley sit around. You get him in. You get him. Get him in. You get him out. But yeah. in between that, you get what you want. Our production teams, uh, you know, for Since season then. one and after season yeah, two, great. Yeah, they, fantastic. You know, Stan came in. We got what we needed, and Stan was free yeah, to go. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get him in, you get him out. You don't sit around for like twelve hours well, making we, the poor guy so got, sleep. Yeah, so we got seven seasons. I know. So. But while he was here, he did he didn't he did not touch Mike Zapsic once. Not so, once. Yeah, Mike tried to get him to. <laughs> but <laughs> although that that's, that's Brian, harassment on your part. That's though. the Brian Johnson picture too. So oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you go on the internet, if you Google Stanley Comic Book Men, there's a group shot of us taken by Alan Amato. Yes, it's and a great. If shot. you look at Brian's crotch, he looks. <laughs> Which I don't I don't suggest doing. You Paul. can't miss it though. Yeah, he looks um. How you say, should we say? It? Very excited to meet Stanley. He was he was more excited than the rest of us. Is that har- is that harassment? Because uh, no, he didn't yeah. take it and whip it and swing it around or nothing. No, he's, there wasn't he's, much to swing around if you see the photo. Oh, but. dear God in heaven! Yeah, and Brian's going to come after you with. Uh, he comes after me anyways. So true. yeah, so, you, so, yeah, so come not, on, give it to me. Yeah, not like you got. So any anyways, until guilty and uh, innocent until proven guilty. Of that's course. right. That's what this country's supposed to be about. Yeah. And we know that a lot of people are. Guilty, because yeah. they come out and say that they're guilty, because, I mean, I'm sure that, that, here's one of my things, like, Kevin Spacey coming out and trying to deflect, that was, that was bullshit. Sure. That yeah, was complete that was... bullshit. And I, I've never truly liked Kevin Spacey anyway. Sure. So, I mean, I've always thought, he, he comes across as so arrogant, that's like, I can do whatever I want. Right. Even in his well, acting. It worked for the acting, though, I thought. It worked for the acting, but, I mean, just all the... Like the little snippets I've seen, sure. you know, of him uh, doing sound bites for, you know, uh, oh, okay. Entertainment Tonight yeah. or whatever. He just comes off as like this smarmy bastard. Like I can do whatever I want. Sure. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Hey, not it's anymore. A, you know what, Hollywood? It's a it's a new day. Yeah. And... So I'm gonna call BS on the Stanley story. Yeah. I believe he will be exonerated. And uh, yeah, I, I hope so too. Because they're and they're gonna fight it. And this is one of the things. It's it's like if you've got nothing to hide, you got nothing to hide. Right. So, yeah, and Stan's. Uh, I mean, the the worst they can pull out is that um, picture that Stan did. You know, of oh, like with Burt the Reynolds. comic book. Uh, the come comic, on, that's funny, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Batman, uh, yeah. the Hulk, Treasury. Yep. You know, and it was done tongue in cheek. Yes, and and he still jokes around about it. He still it. jokes around yeah. about it. And we were gonna have one of those blown up and had it here. But oh, we, we should didn't think. we should put one in the office. Oh, that would yeah. – no. I don't no? Think so. nah, in the why? comic book room? Why yeah, Why like, not is why I say. Eh, well. All right. Think about it. All right. Anyways, the other thing so. that kills me is Stan is probably the nicest guy I've ever met. Yeah. He is so generous with his time. He Absolutely. He just – people who get to meet him, you know, he, he gives a pretty good experience. He's just a really nice guy. I've talked to the staff who's worked with him for years. They all love him. He's never – you of know, course. He's, he's never been – he's a great guy. That's what they all tell me. He's got his own foundation. Yeah. I mean we're talking about a guy who who gives back. Right. And it's – in in this day and age, it's easy to not give back. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's easy to be like, yeah, I deserve this. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Let, but, them, let them eat cake. Yeah. yeah. And he's not like that. No. He's, he not does at all. the and Stan that, Lee Museum. Yeah. You know, people can go in, take a look around, all the – 
um, whatever he makes from that, he gives to his foundation. Yeah, and that's why this kills me to see yeah. someone. I was like, why? I have all, all people in the world. Why Stanley? Why are right. you doing this? Why? Are you, why? Why are you trying to smear Stanley? I know, sake? and it's it's nuts. It, but it's human nature. Yeah. But you know, he throws garbage on Twitter. I'm gonna boycott the movies. They should, yeah. They should erase his cameos. That's what I. They're like, <laughs> let's let's boycott uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah, like, that'll that'll learn what? them. Yeah, you're nuts. And I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where uh, it, it just drives me nuts because he is so generous. With, right. Not just this time. You know what? Here's a guy who he was taken advantage of many many times throughout his career. Sure. Um, Absolutely. And you know he's he's been an advocate for trying to get um, Jack Kirby the recognition that he deserves. Sure. Steve Ditko, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So, and lastly, be, uh, to round this out, I've never seen a guy speak more highly of his his white wife or now late wife than uh, Joni Lee. He, I, I the, the the number of stories I've heard about uh-huh. how much he loved her is incredible. So. Take that as you will. Yeah, but. and the, the last time we met him uh, was after Joni had passed. Sure. And I've, I've never met the woman. I met Stan. Mm-hmm. But you could tell that he was a devoted husband. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the stories he tells, like, I got to get back to Joni, right. you know, stuff like that. And you, you just know that there was, I mean, after 69 years, there's love. Yes. But there's, there's it goes beyond that. Sure. So, and, and he was a little bit lost. Yeah, the last time we saw him, he was um, his hearing's going, and uh, I, I mean that was very, very evident from um, the panel that he did. Because sure. he's like, "What did we, we had to repeat what he said?" And you know, it's just like you know, I'm he. It's going to sound so horrible, but it's the truth. This is what I took away from it. It's like, all right, I'm I'm just waiting to to finish out my innings, and I'm going to go see my my wife again. Yeah. And but that's, he's doing a hell of a job finishing I, out those innings. He know? is. And <laughs> he's played well, a hell of a ball game, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, are you kidding me? He's if, still playing, which is great. If he wasn't here. He's still here, hitting home runs. If he was not on the face of this earth, I don't see us being here. I don't oh, see oh, us being God, sitting here I, oh, no, you know, across from each other, you know, having a comic book store. Sure. I mean, and not still, even, still, he's the star cleanup hitter. We're the dirt on the base pass. So, <laughs> but we're still in the stadium. Yeah, I have no idea why you're. <laughs> I'm just saying he's you're a like great diminishing. Man. A, you know what? Stanley's a great guy. We're we're shit. So, we're not, I didn't say shit. I, I, said I don't dirt. know why it's you're like, dirt. like well, dirt. And we're in the stadium. Dirt. You know that nicely groomed dirt too, like on the baseball I know, field. But you're putting us down and then patting <laughs> us on the back. I don't. I do Ming, it all the time. I don't understand you. Sometimes. I do it all the time. Um, well, for anyone who wants to boycott Black Panther, go ahead, because they're not going to care, because Black Panther is Fandango's highest-selling Marvel Cinematic Universe film in advanced ticket sales history. Yeah, and uh, no refunds, people, so... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You already bought your ticket, and you're like, I want to I wanna boycott this. Well, it still counts. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, more seats uh, for us. That's awesome for two reasons. One, it's great the anyone... Declaring that the comic book movie era is over, you're wrong. You're that Steven Spielberg. Yeah, you're you're wrong. wrong. Two, it um that and Jodie Foster, by the way, who she, I'm very surprised at. She said comic book movies are. Yeah, she said that it it dumbs down out. America, okay. and you know we don't have the the indie spirit. Did you not see Nell? Did no one see Nell the movie? Nell. No one saw Nell. No. I don't okay. think so. Okay, point taken then. So yeah, I, and well, I mean Nell is. Actually, I'm sure people did see Nell. I never saw Nell. Okay. I'm sorry. I just never did. Right. But Panic Room, which is also like one of those – it was supposed to be a summer blockbuster. Sure. Wasn't she in Contact too? She was in Contact, yeah. Okay. I like Again, Contact. Again, a, but... a, a blockbuster movie. Sure. So – Yeah. But – and two, through this made people interested in Black Panther. It's great. The character yeah. even. It's great. And well, they well they should be. They Black should Panther be. is – he is one of my top ten favorite – Marvel um, characters, yeah, not just heroes, but but, but you're characters. Hard, you're hardcore, though. I, I am mean, hardcore. Prior to this movie, how many people could point <sighs> out Black Panther in a lineup, or or even point him out at all? Huh. Uh, probably not a lot. Same same people who couldn't point out Star Lord, sure, and Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. who now can. Yeah, it's great. So it's great. Um, so ticket sales, uh. Going so fast, selling out so quick, 
that uh, Lupita Nyong'o, who was in the movie, tried to go on Fandango to buy a ticket, sold out. Couldn't she get. She can't uh, get a ticket to her own movie. Wow. She's in the movie, Mike. I know. Tried to I get a ticket. You. She just said, uh, it's January 9th and yesterday the Black Panther tickets went on sale. I put it on my social media. I was so excited. Get your tickets now, everybody. And then it occurred to me that I should get my own tickets too <laughs> so I can be there when the movie hits theaters and I, I can experience it with everybody. 15 minutes later, I kid you not, 15 minutes later, I was trying to purchase tickets and they were sold out. Sold out, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so, Does not surprise me. Yeah. If she can't get a ticket, you may not be able to either. Buy your advance tickets now. I should probably do that. Yeah, me too. Although, Mike. They'll, spe- they'll have to do more. Although, screenings. speaking of Black Panther, yes. if you go to the IMAX edition, it will feature scenes shot in a wider aspect ratio where you will see 26% more of the screen and thus 26% more of Wakanda. Nice. So I saw a comparison. Uh, IMAX, already big. And uh, 26, I thought it was going to be wider. No, it goes up and down, vertically up and down. So I saw a comparison shot. You just see more of the beautiful, beautiful city of Wakanda. Yeah. So I might, so yeah, go see it in IMAX. If and you from what I understand, they, they did take a lot of Kirby's original drawing, Jack Kirby. Oh, good. Okay. Jack King Kirby, yeah. who originally wanted to call him the Cold Tiger. Yeah. Um, you know what? I should tweet a uh, picture of that. Yeah, you showed the original Jack Kirby, or the original Black Panther. It looks very different, ladies yes. and gentlemen. We featured it when we had the Kirby family in here to celebrate Jack's 100th birthday. If you miss that, though, shame on you. But yeah, if you did miss you? it, Mike is about to tweet a photo of it. So Yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, new books, Mike. New books. New books. What are you reading? Uh, new books this week brought to you by William Painter Sunglasses. They're the best sunglasses ever. Hell yeah. They saved Mike Zapsik's life several weeks ago. Several weeks ago. Yeah, and we uh, we just shot, we did a little photo shoot this past week. Mike Wars, William Painter Sunglasses. Look very good, Mike. You look, Thank you. Look you look sharp. You look sharp. Why are they world, the world's best sunglasses, Mike? That's because they're, they've got scratch resistant frames. They've got uh, scratch resistant, uh, lenses. Yes. Uh, titanium alloy frames. Yes. They're rear weighted so they don't slide off your face. Right. And they can stop glass from shattering your corneas. Right. Especially if you can get into a horrible, horrible, horrible accident like Mike Zapsik did. His eyes are fine. He is not getting glaucoma. He's not going blind like old man Hawkeye. It, he's, He's thanking William Painter sunglasses not only for his current eyesight but his future eyesight as well. So, and best of all, these sunglasses are—they have a lifetime guarantee. Buy them; you, the, you buy them for life. If you break them, if anything happens to them, send them back. They'll send you a new pair, guaranteed for life. So, to get these at a twenty-dollar discount, you get any pair for twenty dollars. Get twenty dollars off any pair. Go to WilliamPainter.com. Enter code. I sell comics. Cool. Not only that, you get free shipping and yes. a free hard case. Yes. It's pretty pretty amazing. It's all me and Mike Zapsik wears, but he has a special connection where he was saved from flying glass and flying I don't whatever else you have in your car from hitting you in the in the eye area and he's able to come here. He's still able to read comics because of I William can, Painter. thank God. Thank God. I mean, what, imagine what life would have been like. If you couldn't read comics anymore, that would, I'd have to read them in Braille, and that would suck. Yeah, but I mean, you know, not that you know. No, yeah, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong sure, with that. Sure, sure. <laughs> wow, I'm like tap dancing through a minefield. Yeah, that's today, okay. Aren't I? That's a, uh, that's that's all right. William, again, go to WilliamPainter.com, enter code I sell comics, get twenty dollars off any pair. Many amazing styles available, and they support the show. They support us. They support new comics. What are you reading this week, Mike? What am I? What am I reading this week? Uh, let's go. Uh, are we going to go DC? Nah, you know what? I'm going to go Marvel. We're going Star Wars. Star Wars. Darth we're, Vader. We're going Darth Vader. Darth okay. Vader. The concluding tales of a Jedi named Jocasta Nu. Jocasta Nu. A yes. Female Jedi archivist who is still running around after Order of 66. She was the librarian. Yes. And uh, the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Is it's been, she was in charge of it? Yes, not anymore. Not no more. Not anymore, because of the Empire and Order sixty six, which ordered all the Jedi's exterminated. Yes, so uh, she has a very important um, file yes. that she's kept to herself. Yeah, have you seen Mission Impossible, the first one, Tom Cruise? Uh, it's the knock list. Yes, basically. this is uh, their the the Force sensitive. 
kids knock list. Right. And where are they? Where they grew up? What yep. their names are? Where you could locate them? All that. She's trying to resurrect the Jedi. Right. Via a secret school of the Force on yes. the hidden world. And uh, she doesn't want this falling into the hands of the Emperor because she she says something to Vader, which um, shakes him. It does shake him, but for me, it makes no sense. Okay. Because she said, why do you think the Emperor wants this? He wants to make more of you. Yes. No. No? No. Sith. The Sith doctrine is very simple. There's uh, one master and one apprentice. Okay. Always. That's it. Okay. Is that how – I mean – how hard and fast is that rule? Very, very hard and very it? fast. Because why didn't they just the, Good point. the Sith rise up and overtake the Jedi? Right. Why didn't? Why wasn't there a school of the Sith? Why aren't there more of these? Exactly. Okay. Good point. Good point. So, but how about replacing? Maybe they find some, uh, a Jedi even more stronger than stronger than him to turn replacement. Possible, but isn't that what uh, the Emperor wanted to do with uh, Skywalker? Yeah, probably Luke Skywalker and uh, Princess Leia. Yeah. Who's going to use either one of them to, to take over? Because Vader's getting old. Good point. Okay. I, wants a newer model, perhaps. Right. If anybody wants to rebut that, uh, feel free. I would like, that's a great argument. Yeah. I, she's absolutely wrong. You know what? He, he probably, the, the emperor wanted it so he could squash. Yeah. That's what I thought. That was, yeah. a, that I thought too. That would, uh, to me, would have been a more, um, poignant argument to use against Vader. Sure. That, um, if if your children had lived, they'd be on this knock list. Right. And guess what? The emperor would probably have killed them yeah, too. Probably that would have been Good better. Point. But uh, Charles Soule, I mean, this is this is very well done. She was reacting in through passion sure. and trying to get Vader to you know just yeah back let on. her die sure. and and take that knock list with her, which she didn't. No, so. Yeah, I there was a there's great there's a great scene in here, a great panel where Jocasta was looking at Vader. He was like, "Wait a minute, you're Anakin Skywalker." Yeah, I could wait a minute. I could. I the, the signs are all there. You're you're freaking Anakin. Yeah, yeah she could tell. Yeah, it was, yeah, she could cool. she could feel his power. She's mask. like, "Wait a minute, hold on," because I'm sure that every Force user uses it in a different way. The same way that uh, Vader was able to tell that Luke was, "Hey, there's a presence I have not felt." Right. You know, in a long time when when he felt. Uh, Ob Wan. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's another scene in here where Chikasa is trying to run away. The stormtroopers are shooting at her, and in the distance they see a shadowy figure also holding a lightsaber. Right. Like, wait a minute, there are two Jedi's. They start shooting at him. He's like, "What the fuck? I'm on yeah. your side." But they're like, "No, you're a Jedi." Like, and no, and they kept saying, and even one yeah. guy's like, "No, stop, stop shooting. He's not a Jedi. Yeah. He's he's on our side." Yeah. Well, he learned him, didn't he? Yeah. He learned all of them. Yeah. Yeah, so, if you like force chokes, a uh, lots of them. Lots of them. There's some force chokes in here. Yeah. So, and uh, if you saw Rogue One, there, there's a uh, they 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 use the line uh, "I am at one with the force." The forces with yeah. me in here, which is uh, a line from was it the Wills, the Journal the, of the, the Wills, Guardians of the Wills. Yeah. The Wills. So yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Tying so, everything in. So yeah. uh, pick up Darth Vader ten. It's pretty yeah. damn cool. This is why I love the comics. Is they yeah. can tell side stories like this. They we're never going to see them in a movie. Never will. Maybe you read about them in in a, in a book, but they're not depicted. You know, there's no there's no visuals to go with that. Yeah, and there's some stuff that you don't need. And sure. I hope they never do. Is like yeah, Anakin slaughtering the younglings. And I, I hope that they don't. Part, do that's that a sticking point with you, huh? I you just I don't just, like to see kids being killed. I find that to be very distasteful. Sure, I I agree with you. Yeah, I thought that was uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was taking it too far, but I'm just like George. What the hell, man? Yeah, so that Lucas was, put that in there. Yeah, that's it's pretty bad because I mean we're all in agreement, even. Not all people are in agreement, but I think most civilized human beings sure. are in agreement that, you know, slaughter of children, not a great thing. No, not really. Especially in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Disney's like, we're buying what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I picked up, uh, I was going through the rack and yes. usually there would be one book that sticks out to me every week. This week it was Old Man Hawkeye, which yes. I didn't even know was coming out. If you were a fan of, Mark Millar and Old Man Logan, you're going to love Old Man Hawkeye because it goes back to that same era. Some You could call it a prequel even. where It uh, is. It's a few years before Old Man Logan. Yeah, where Hawkeye is uh, you know, in the uh, – the, 
the devastated world of the future. Uh, what, what's the word they call for that? Um, um, there's a word where everything's going to hell in the future and dystopia. Yes, there's a dystopian future. Uh, we open up with uh, Hawkeye making money by escorting Justin Hammer through uh, through a wasteland, a ravine, and in South Dakota. Yeah, they get attacked. And if you like seeing arrows going through dudes' heads, like a whole page of them, this book is for you. But yeah. But uh, we learn that uh, Hawkeye still has a sight at this point. If you read Old Man Logan, you know he's blind. This is before the glaucoma took over. Yeah. But he goes and visits an old, an older Claire Temple, who tells him, "Listen, you don't have a lot of time left. Weeks, maybe. Mm-hmm. If there's something you want to do, do. If there's something you want to see, if there's see something it. you want to do it now, do it soon. You better do it now. Yeah. And uh, what do you do when you know you have a limited amount of time left? You get revenge. So okay, go <laughs> get revenge." And all the people who wronged him and the rest of the uh, – all his teammates that have perished at this point. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool because you see uh, they're attacked when they're going through that gorge. And it's an old semi-friend of ours, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And um, so Hawkeye goes and he plans his revenge. Right. Um, and he tries to grab uh, old man Logan. Yeah, he's do like, I don't, I don't do that no more. No. Like that's what – hey, that's what you think. Yeah, <laughs> and so he goes and he visits. Um, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler. But no. He goes and he visits his um, his daughter. Yes, and uh, says his goodbyes there. And um, then we see the yeah. She hates him. Yeah, sadly, but throwing, uh, throwing darts at an old poster of him. You see the rise of uh, good superhero, bad father. But hey, exactly. well, where, what else is new? <laughs> and you see the rise of maybe two villains. Oh yeah, that he's going to have yeah to for sure take down. So. For sure, and yeah, the uh, the last one you're gonna love. Yeah, you're gonna love. Actually, the last one I thought was an old hero gone bad. Right, but it wasn't. No, it was actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. So, if you uh, not not everyone perished by the time this takes place. There are old heroes, not a lot of them, but there are some old heroes, and to uh, to counteract that, there are some old villains as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, sometimes it's not so bad getting old unless. It's a you get you age into a dystopian future, but it it's fun reading about it. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, nobody wants to live in the zombie apocalypse, but it's really cool to read about the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, absolutely. What else you got there? Uh, I've got uh, Phoenix Resurrection. All right, this is issue two. Gene Gray. No, it's issue three. Issue three. So um, for the, the got, Marvel Legacy lineup. Yep, you've got a bunch of X Men. Um. The blue, the gold, yes. and um, various hangers-on who are disturbed by events that have happened. A lot of psychics out of the way. Right. Um, taken off the, the playing field. So Kitty Pride, Cyclops, um, the Beast, they go looking for the Phoenix right. who's coming. And it's actually pretty cool. Because you've got them going to Jamaica Bay, and um, Jean Grey is in like a Riverdale type of situation. Okay. I'm not sure where it is. Could be on the astral plane. Could be a uh, different dimension. We're not quite sure. Yeah, not yet. All will not be yet, revealed, everybody. But all will be revealed. All will be revealed. And so she meets old friends, new friends, and she, you know, the X-Men in our universe are running around. They regroup and want to find out what the hell's going on. It's good. It's good to see her. And then uh, I noticed on the back cover there's an ad for X-Men Red. Yes. Cool. So, yeah, Jean Grey is definitely coming back. Awesome. And also you have in front of you a book that I read as well. Yes. Uh, Flash number 38. My final this week is Flash 38. Yeah. It's Barry over at Iron Heights. He's in a um, absolute zero field where he and Captain Cold are duking it out. Yes. The zero um, – it's like a null field. It takes away Barry's speed. So they're it's just not really it fair, out. is it? Uh, freaking cheater, man. But what else is new? N- well, I I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, it's kind of cheating. You got a dude with a cold gun and the fastest man alive. So All it's right. kind of a foregone conclusion that yeah. the Flash is going to win. But this brings Barry down to, you know, uh, <laughs> Leonard mortal. Snarts. Right. Uh, oh, okay. Level. Okay. Fair enough. So and fair but enough. but, but uh, he's, he's cold. Aided. Is yeah, Captain Cold, aka Leonard Snart. Right. He's uh, he's he's a cheater, is what he does. 
Yeah, lifelong cheater. Yeah, he's uh, and he's a dirty fighter. So, boom, you know he's he's going to try to take down the Flash. Yeah, um, for sure. But hell or high water. Flash is aided by an unlikely ally. ally. Yes, very much so. Um, turns out that somebody else wants to make up for his past transgressions. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what I loved about this, uh, we see all the rogues. Yeah, we see all the rogues. It's, it's except for the one that died, Turbine. Right, who was murdered, framed. Yeah. Or he wasn't framed, but his killer was framed. Yeah, it was. Well, actually, Trickster took yeah. the fall for it, and uh, we find out that the person that murdered him is um, in Iron Heights. Yeah. If you did not read any of the issues before, this one picked them up, but two, we find out that underneath Iron Heights is a secret rogues lair. Yeah. That it's kind of like you know it reminded me of um you know seeing Goodfellas where Henry Hill goes to jail. Yeah. And like you know we only got lobsters on Tuesday and you know we would slice the, the yeah. garlic so thin that would <laughs> yeah. liquefy in the butter. Yeah. That's what it sounded. I felt he used too many onions, but it was a good sauce. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't, hey, not too many onions in the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using two, <laughs> two onions. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's that and uh, like Andy Dufresne. In um, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, sure. He got his own library. And, yeah. And, yeah he has, Brooks was here. Brooks was here. Yeah. That's what it should say. Iron Heights. Snart was here. Yeah. Also, I picked up Detective 972. Also a good good one. Uh, Clayface. Big Basil. Clayface story where he's wrestling with identity, anger, right. uh, losing himself. And then, you know. Basil the, Karloff. Basil Karloff and the destruction of Gotham. Karloff? Is that his last name? Yeah. It's, um, I. Beyond uh, Clayface, uh, the inspiration for the poop monster in Dogma. Cool. But in this depicted, when you can depict him however you want, can go into amazing places. And yeah, he can He can become uh, whoever or whatever or... Or multiples multiple, or... Yeah, yeah and I, I thought the artwork was pretty amazing in this issue. Maybe the best I've seen in a while, so... Yeah, uh, Detective is um, has been continually amazing. You've got the Bat family. That's what it is. The Batman family. Yeah. You've got Batman, uh, Batwoman, spoiler, Orphan, who is Cassandra Kane. Uh, who else is in there? There's, uh, Red Robin, Tim Drake. Yes. Uh, and Clayface. Yes. You've also got, um, The Signal, who is Duke. I forget his last name. Right. And, um, Batwing and Azrael. Yeah, there's also. a, there's a great scene in here where Batman, Batwoman's handed a weapon. Yeah. That can kill Clayface. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? Uh, you know, he's not going to use this. He's not. He's not going to. No matter how much hell is wreaked or havoc is wreaked, he will not kill. Yeah. And even an enemy, even uh, no matter how bad it gets. It was given to her by her father. Not yeah, really much of a spoiler, but. A, yeah. It's a, uh, it's some kind of particle gun, which makes it hard for him to adhere to mm. all the clay to adhere to. It would, it would kill him. I yeah. don't know the science behind it. I'm not making weapons. <laughs> Get off my back. <laughs> uh, but good on you, James, our friend, James Tiny in the fourth. Yeah, this has been a stellar series. Yeah. This guy, this, this guy sleep? Don't think so. Okay. So I partied with him, but I was like, are you just, are you, why aren't you writing? Like, yeah. Don't you have a deadline? <laughs> You're like, I'm writing up here. Right. I'm writing up here. Yeah, for sure. So I think uh, I saw him, we saw him in Kansas City. He was, I think, I believe he was in the process. Of, he was on L.A. for a long time. They mm-hmm. had him go out there to the D.C. offices. I think he was, he was like, hey, I'm going back to New York for a little bit. I'm yeah, looking like forward to he it. He likes New York. Yeah, the pizza sucks in L.A. I think we probably talked about the pizza. Yeah, pizza's I, good. I imagine. Um, I have two upcoming movie news notes here for you, yes. Mike. One, it appears that Marvel Studios has tapped Blacklist screenwriter Jack, Jack Schaefer to pen a Black Widow solo film. Very cool. Very excited Scarlett about Johansson. that. Uh, Jack, uh, she is known for uh, a lot of screenwriting credits, but I think Blacklist is the one that they pointed out. Okay. So, that, uh, that's cool. I didn't know they were, that was even in development. I was so, hoping, but yeah. I would love to see this. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. I would love Scarlett to see Johansson it. on the big screen solo. Yeah. And uh, also within the Marvel realm, uh, it appears they may be developing a Kitty Pride movie. I had heard about this too. The, Tim uh, Miller. Tim Miller, duh, the director of Deadpool. Right. Yeah. And there you are. There's there's another thing that um, Jodie Foster tends to overlook. This was not huge budgeted. Right. The, the Deadpool movie. Sure. And it was well done. Yes. On their limited budget, it was really really cool. Yes. It 
resonated with audiences. Right. And you've got people who never heard the name Deadpool and now yeah. know who Deadpool I is. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine a world without Deadpool. Right. In the mainstream, so, though. So, I, I, you know what? I think that people, people are calling, uh, superhero movies genre movies. Sure. I don't think so it's at good all. good stories, man. It's, they're fun. It, they are stories. They just happen to have people it, with extra normal They're, problems. they're, Part of the reason I go to the movies. Yeah. I think probably 75% of the movies I went to last year were superhero movies. Probably me and, too. And again, last week we talked about how the top 10 movies were either comic book, sci-fi, or, or cartoon-based. Right. So they ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Enjoy them and don't listen to the haters, yeah. no matter how profile they might be. Yeah, what their pedigree. Yeah, for sure. Do you Have you seen the trailer for the sci-fi Krypton TV show. I have not. All right. Have you heard anything about it? Not much, except that it follows the family, the L family. Yeah, the House of L. House of L, Superman's um, progenitors. Yeah, grandfather. Yep. Mainly. And we get Adam Strange coming back from- uh, Very cool. To warn them uh, using the, uh, was the Zeta Beam? Zeta Beam, Transfer yeah. between Earth and Krypton to go and warn them. Uh, I saw the trailer. It's very CW-ish. Okay. So I say it's not CW. It's going to be on Sci-Fi, right. but it looks like um, you know CW on Krypton. Okay. Judging by the trailer, so it remains to be seen. Uh, I didn't know this was in development, but um, it is. And yes, I did hear that coming was out in soon. And uh, yeah, and Jeff Johns is involved, so that, that gives it, it a little hope. And they asked him why? Why Adam Strange? Why? Why him? And he said, one of the great things about Adam Strange is that his core story is that on Earth. Uh, he kind of blends in. He's just an average man. But when he travels via the Zeta Beam to another planet, like Ran, he becomes his hero. He finds a hero within him. And so that conceit and the Zeta Beam technology plays into why Adam Strange specifically is able to travel from Earth present day to the past in Krypton. Cool. So Adam Strange on the small screen, man. I never thought I'd see it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's, cr- it's crazy. I was, am- I was amazed that we saw Rip. Um, I'm sorry. Oh my God, Rip uh, Hunter. Yeah, Time Master. Yeah, but we did. Yeah, it's great. I yep. opens the doors for a lot of things that maybe we never thought would uh, hit any screen. Nope. So Marvel, make that Master Shang Chi TV series, <laughs> please. Let's see. Please. Can't do worse than Iron Fist. Please. I I want to see Jack uh, Black Jack Tar. Of course you do. On screen. I don't know who would play him, but... Nah, we'll find someone. They'll grab some dude from... One of the dudes from Game of Thrones who... <laughs> who's not working right now. Right. Someone who's been beheaded. Yeah, something like that. So, uh, again, if you're in LA, come see us on Sunday, January 21st. If you're... Oh, if you're in Albuquerque this Albuquerque, weekend, you're in Albuquerque. I'll be at the Albuquerque Comic Con with Chandler Riggs and Caitlin Nacon and Scott Wilson from The Walking Dead. Say, tell them I said hi. Sting and Rey Mysterio from the WWE. Karen Ashley, our friend from the Power Rangers. Very cool. Sam Jones, Death to Ming, Danny Trejo, <laughs> uh, a lot of things. They've asked me to moderate a number of panels. Very cool. Do it. So if you want to come out, I'm moderating the Miko Hughes panel, who uh, he, he played Gage in Pet Cemetery. Okay. He was a little kid from Kindergarten Cop. The girls have a, have a vagina. Boys have a penis. That, Mika How Hughes, iconic is that? Uh, a couple of the Power Ranger panels. Joel Adams, who drew me getting kicked in the nuts by Bobby Hill. Nice. Uh, we co-moderating the Walking Dead panel. And I think I threw myself in a couple other ones. There. <laughs> they're like, nice. They're like, do you want to moderate? I'm like, eh, I've done that a couple once or twice. Hell yeah. I've done yeah. in a couple panels. So next week, of course, LA. We'll be in LA. We'll be in LA. Come and see us. Then, uh, heads up, uh, February 9th to the 11th. Uh, Brian Johnson and I will be at Astronomicon where they just announced Ryan Hurst as a guest along with, uh, a big, big pop culture and horror con. Taking place in my home state of Michigan in Sterling Heights. Go to astronomicon.com. If you do come see us, please, Fago Verners, we need it. We'll bring a couple bottles back from Mike Zapsic if I can fit them in. But please, uh, we, we love it. So. Very cool. Uh, anything else? Comic Book Men returns February 25th. Damn straight. We will return. I believe we have seven episodes yet to air and hopefully more beyond that. But that's what you have to look forward to. And I think that's it. You got anything else? No, nothing. Cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. And there you go.
sweet satisfaction is us and my place in history is just another sale to this Bye.